Listening to See Beyond Where You Are with C. Bond. Welcome back to the second episode of Through the Pain. I ended last week's podcast telling you that I did not get any relief from the first injection. If I got relief, I maybe got 5 to 10% relief. But there were days where I was still curled up in bed. My leg was hurting so bad that it felt like the pain was emanating from my bones. Then I was having these sharp pains that would shoot down from my hip. And to top it off, I was having this stiffness that came from my behind all the way down to my ankle. I was in misery. I was in misery, waiting for those 30 days so I can take the second injection. When those 30 days were up, I was back in the doctor's office ready for my second injection. For the second injection, I chose not to have sedation. I didn't get sedated because I was having a second procedure that day, a couple of hours later, and I was certain that they were going to um, sedate me. When the doctor came in, he asked me, was I sure? I said, yes. I explained why. He said to me that I could get sedated during both procedures, but I just chose not to. I was uncomfortable being sedated twice. Well, I get the second injection. They watch me for a while, make sure that there's nothing wrong, give me water, give me a snack because I couldn't eat for a couple of hours before, and then they wheel me out to my car. My husband go get something to eat. I don't because I'm thinking I shouldn't be eating before my procedure. When I get to my second procedure, to my endocrinologist, for my thyroid biopsy, she calls me back, me and my husband, and again, she explains the procedure. She's already explained it before. I've already read about it, looked it up, asked about it. I feel pretty knowledgeable. So while she was talking, I asked about being sedated. And she said at that point, I could not be sedated, but I could if I had gone to the hospital. I was speechless. I was upset. I was upset with myself for not asking that simple question sooner. What I didn't realize was, in order for me to be sedated while doing this process, I would need to be at the hospital. And if I did that, then she would not be the physician doing the biopsy. And that's not what I wanted. So I declined that because I have a partnership with her. I have a patient-doctor relationship with her. And I didn't want anyone else doing it that I did not know. I went ahead and had the um, biopsy. They helped me get on the table, put something under my leg, and it immediately provides me with relief. But while they're doing that, I am just thinking about the mistake that I made. I did not ask her about sedation. So now I'm lying on the table, allowing this one mistake to add to my apprehension of this procedure. Instead of letting this mistake go, I'm harboring on it while I should be laying there trying to relax because this is something I've never done before. But I can't. 
because I can't let go of this one simple mistake. And I want to talk about that for a minute. We are allowed to make mistakes. But the thing about it is, why should we focus on them? I made a mistake and I'm beating myself up about it. I allowed that mistake to to dictate the rest of my day. I allowed that mistake to, to keep me from seeing beyond where I was. I allowed that mistake to dominate that experience. And it was unnecessary. And sometimes that's what we do. We make a small mistake and we allow it to dominate the rest of our day and sometimes the rest of our lives. But it doesn't have to be that way. Actually, there's a scripture that says that God will make our crooked paths straight. God take the things that seem to be bad and make them good. And I wasn't thinking about that at all. And to be honest, that's exactly what happened. Results came back. I got good news. I didn't have thyroid cancer. I allowed this situation to get the best of me. And like I said, all God wants to do is take something bad and turn it into something good. But I allowed that experience, that one mistake, to turn a molehill into a mountain. I allowed that one mistake to take over. And I knew better. And so do you. So, my leg, the pain in my leg, the second injection, it takes 10 to 15 days before I would see results. That's, that's what I was told. And I started seeing results. And I also requested a physical therapist. And I got one, a good one. I started going to her. I was taking my medication. My leg was getting better. I was having less pain, still painful, but less pain. But she was working on it, and I was getting better, and I was walking better. For Thanksgiving, I go to Florida with some of my family members, and I make a second mistake. I leave my pain medication behind. So this is another opportunity to talk about mistakes. I didn't make just one mistake. I made two. So in life, we are going to make many mistakes, multiple mistakes, sometimes related to the same issue. And sometimes we make those mistakes for a reason. Now, I may not know what the reason is at the moment, but I've learned that it was working on my patience. I was getting aggravated. I was getting annoyed. I, was, I wasn't ugly to anybody, but I was ugly to myself. And I don't want to be ugly to anybody, including myself. But those mistakes were bringing that out in me. So I realized that is something that I needed to work on. I'm a very patient person. But obviously, I'm not patient when I'm in pain. And I'm not saying I had to be patient and I got to be perfect. But I can't beat myself up about it. And that's what I want to tell you. Don't beat yourself up about mistakes. Sometimes other people will do that. So don't you do it as well. Don't, don't you join in. And sometimes people will treat you the way you treat yourself. So if you are making a mistake and you're calling yourself, oh, I'm stupid, I shouldn't, I'm just, that was foolish of me. I can't get nothing right. They're going to come back and say the same thing. You're foolish. You're stupid. You can't get anything right. That's not who we are. That's not what we do. We, are, we can be better than that. So let's work on being better than that. So back to the story. 
The next morning, I called my doctor, text my doctor, rather. I explained the situation. They make sure I get the medication. And I'm good. So I spent all that time, couldn't sleep, walking around the pool, looking, trying to get, you know, focusing on the pain, rather than walking around praying, thanking God that I could walk around, thanking God that I can see, giving God praise. Even though I was in pain, I still have my legs. I still have the use of my body. I should have been doing that. But I went on to have a great Thanksgiving, and I enjoyed my time with my family in Florida. So Christmas comes, and some of my family members come to town, and we're just having a great time. I'm playing with the kids. I'm running around. I'm sitting on the floor. I'm able to do what I want to do. I feel like my old self again. I'm able to bend, to pick things up, to pick babies up, and I'm not in pain doing it. New Year's Eve come. That night, my husband and I talk about things that we wanted to accomplish as a couple and individually. Normally, we go to church New Year's Eve, but this particular New Year's Eve, we did not. We stayed home and prayed together. After we finished, I watched a little TV and I fell asleep. When I went to bed that night, I felt good. I was not in any pain. I wasn't having any back pains, nor was I having any leg pain. My left leg was fine. I wake up New Year's Day. I get out of bed. I can't move. I fall back on the bed. I don't hurt myself, but I kind of just slide back on the bed. I'm laying there like, okay, what's going on? So I call my husband, and I say, I need to go to the restroom, but my leg is hurting. So he tried to help me to go to the restroom. I take one step with my right leg, and that was it. I slid to the floor. I could not move. I was in agony. I was crying like a baby. My husband had to call the ambulance, and they had to take me to the hospital. I was in agony. First day of the year, I'm in the hospital. I'm going to stop here, and we're going to do part three, the final part, next week. I know I'm leaving you at the point where I'm in pain again for the second time. The first podcast, I ended being in pain. The second podcast, I'm ending talking about pain. I'm ending this way because I want to acknowledge that pain is real, whether it's a heartache, a headache, a knee ache, a toothache, giving birth, the loss of a loved one, financial struggles. Pain is real. And sometimes we go through life carrying those pains year after year after year, not knowing how to get rid of it. But I encourage you today to let go and let God. Sometimes that's the only way that we can see how amazing God is. These loads can be heavy, sometimes too heavy. And we've seen people take their own lives because of it. I encourage you to know when to let go. I encourage you not to struggle with this. There's help. I mentioned that God will help you, and he will. But God also gave us people that we can talk to, friends that we can trust, family members that we can trust, pastors that we can trust, therapists 
that we can trust. We can do those things. Utilize those things. Utilize those people. Utilize their listening skills, their advice. Don't let this load be too heavy for you. As I said, you can let go and you can let God. And you can find out that God is amazing. As a matter of fact, I want to encourage you to listen to two songs. One by Dwayne Woods is called Let Go. And the other one is by Pastor Mike Jr. And it's simply called Amazing. I want you to live a pain-free life. So I'm asking you to find a way to free yourself, to detangle yourself from pain. You've been listening to See Beyond Where You Are with C. Bond. Until next time, remember, mistakes and pain are best friends. This is the one time I would encourage you to break up a friendship.